Hi friends, welcome to Why We Care. I'm your host Tiffen and I started this podcast because I realized that most people know how to reduce their carbon footprints, but few know how to directly help protect nature and biodiversity. So together we'll explore our relationship with the natural world and learn how we can take better care of Mother Earth in our everyday lives. Happy almost ocean month! World Oceans Day is on June 8th, but we're going to be celebrating the beauty and importance of our oceans together throughout the whole month of June. For this special season of the podcast, I've partnered with community media platform Discover Earth to bring you a series of conversations around our relationship with the oceans and why we need to protect them. Once a week, I'll be speaking with scientists, change makers, and nonprofit organizations to find out how we can start building a more respectful relationship with our oceans and their inhabitants. So whether you've been here since day one or just joined, thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you'll enjoy. In today's episode, I'm chatting with Melati Weissen, a 22-year-old changemaker and movement builder. When she was 12, she started a campaign called Bye Bye Plastic Bags with her sister Isabel to tackle the plastic pollution problem in Bali, where they are from. She then went on to become a global spokesperson, not only for plastic pollution, but also for the role young people can play in tackling the climate crisis. She spoke on international stages, including TED and the UN headquarters in New York, and was also listed on Forbes 30 Under 30. Ten years later, she is now spearheading a new initiative called Youthtopia, which is a platform all about youth empowerment through short and meaningful peer-to-peer programs. I really encourage you to check it out, by the way. It's such an inspiring platform and such a good place to start building your movement, whatever form that takes. I really enjoyed speaking with Melati about the early days of Bye Bye Plastic Bags and how she managed to channel her youthful energy into creating a global movement for change. Her joy and determination are contagious and I definitely felt super inspired and ready to make change happen around me after our conversation. So I really hope you will find it empowering too. Don't forget to follow Melati and Youthopia on Instagram and also share this episode with someone around you if you enjoyed it. This is a small way to really help the podcast reach even more people. So let's dive in. Thank you so much for caring and sending you lots of love. Hello, Melati. Thank you so much for joining the podcast today. Could you start by introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about what you do? Hi, everyone, and thank you so much for having me and for listening. Uh, my name is Melati. I'm 22 years old. I'm a full-time change maker, uh, where my story started at age 12, so 10 years uh, on the front lines of creating change with both organizations Bye Bye Plastic Bags and Youthtopia. I love that. And congratulations, because you've achieved so much already at such a young age. So that's super inspiring. So I wanted to start with Bye Bye Plastic Bags. Could you tell us a little bit more about when you started witnessing the impact of human activity on the ocean? I know you live in Bali. Um, so if you could share a bit more about that and how that led you to create Bye Bye Plastic Bags with your sister and also what were those early days like? Yeah, definitely. I mean, have you ever been to Bali before? No, never. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, you probably, when you think about Bali, everybody gets this beautiful, Instagrammable, very picturesque island. And yes, we have those beautiful waterfalls. We've got the beautiful green rice fields, the rivers, the ocean, the beaches. Yes, it's all here, but it's covered in plastic pollution in many different places. And unfortunately, it's such an in-your-face problem here. There's no escaping it. So growing up here, it was always a very big part of our childhood. It's a very big part of our everyday life, even still today. But at 10 and 12 years old, you kind of, you know, you're going to the beach, you see plastic. You're walking through the rice fields, you see plastic. And at that age, you kind of think, okay, well, 
I don't like seeing this. What can I do about it? I didn't want to wait until I was older. I didn't want to wait until I was finished with high school or middle school. I just wanted to do the right thing and stand up for the environment. Um, and so the rest is pretty much history. At 10 and 12 years old, my sister and I started Bye Bye Plastic Bags. And we didn't have a business plan. We did not have an agenda. But we did have a clear vision of making Bali, our island home, plastic bag free. And we've learned a lot. I Honestly, I miss those days because there was so much excitement, so much um, passion of like, you know, I, I, just the excitement of what is possible because it seemed like such a simple idea. Um, and yet 10 years later, here we still are very much on the front lines of making sure that the ban that is now in place since 2019 is correctly implemented um, to change everyday life. So the work is still not yet finished. Amazing. That's uh, yeah, super exciting. And congrats again, because that's a very cool initiative. And then I think alongside Bye Bye Plastic Bags, you also launched another initiative called Mountain Mamas. So I would love if you could also tell us a little bit about this and how that's also helping prevent plastic pollution, because I think they kind of go yeah. hand in hand, right? Definitely. I think for me, you know, when I started bioplastic bags with my sister, we didn't really know what was going to come. But one of the questions we would always get from people is like, okay, well, you want us to say bye bye to plastic bags. What are the alternatives? And we didn't want to necessarily get involved in a full out like, you know, business of saying uh, of creating alternative bags. But we did also see an opportunity to empower local women to produce alternative bags, but then from pre-loved material. So I actually have a bag here. I was oh, I was wow. making some videos about our latest, newest design, um, which actually features five women in Indonesia who are creating change. Oh, there we go. And this is the Women of Indonesia bag. Um, so this is really mm -hmm. from pre-loved material. This is, you know, not a single bag will be the same because they all carry their own unique style. It's from, um, you know, factory offcuts from fashion brands that uh, give us their offcuts. So instead of sending it to the landfill, we have people who uh, give us, you know, old dresses or skirts and we turn them into bags. We work with hotels and get sheets and turn them into bags. And this uh, social enterprise of Mountain Mamas is really nice and circular because it's not only focusing on the environment by providing an alternative to plastic bags, but it's also empowering the local women who otherwise wouldn't have their own income. And in that way, really, I've, I've, I've seen it firsthand. When you empower a woman, you empower a village, right? And slowly but surely, village by village, you can change the world. So this is something, it's a passion project that I started um, in 20. 17, uh, I was turning 18, so becoming the young woman, you know, and I thought, oh, what can I do to make more women feel empowered and in a position of true leadership? And so this is really the vision of what we hope to achieve through the work we do with Mountain Mamas. Mm -hmm. Okay, I love that. And I love how you saw kind of a problem coming up with that, um, the campaigning you were doing, and then you immediately thought of a solution to that and added that layer of circularity. And as you said, empowering women, which is also um, so, so important. Uh, if we need change to happen, we really need to um, empower women and girls as well. So that's super inspiring. It's so interesting that when you get involved in the space of creating change, you quickly find out that maybe you're end goal you thought was super simple but there's so many layers and um 
new links to different SDGs, right? For example, saying no to single-use plastic bags, maybe it's focused on climate action or life below water, SDGs 13 and 14. But actually now with Mountain Mamas, we're doing SDG 5, gender equality. We uh, focus on education as well because the importance of you know knowledge and getting people to be aware of, of problems. So this is the fun part of change making, that there's actually so many dots that you are connecting every day as change makers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And I feel like it is, we're only going to be able to achieve long term meaningful change if we have that holistic perspective and, and really look at um, how we can, um, yeah, can activate all those different aspects and not just focusing on one thing that we need to solve, because as you said, they're all um, kind of go hand in hand. For our listeners who uh, would like to um, see and maybe get some of the bags, is, there, is it possible to buy them online? Or is it very... Um, specific to Bali? <laughs> um, we're, we're not as tech, tech savvy as we should be. Um, but probably <laughs> by the time this goes live, yes, we can, you can buy it. Uh, and the best place to go would be either our Instagram or our website. <laughs> okay, very cool. So I'll make sure to include links to all of that in the show notes. And so then you went on to create another initiative, which is a learning platform for young change makers called Youthopia. So could you explain what that is and how our listeners can access it? Yeah, so after 10 years with Bye Bye Plastic Bags, I spent more time in other students' classrooms than in my own classroom. You can imagine my mm-hmm. parents and my teachers were all very uh, chasing after me, like, Mel, come back. But I had that beautiful opportunity and privilege to spend so much time in classrooms all around the world, sharing the story of what Bye Bye Plastic Bags is and what we're trying to achieve. And from this story, this real life example of what kids can achieve, suddenly students were asking the same question, Malati, how can I start creating change? Where do I begin? How do I build a team? How do I get better at my public speaking skills? All these core change making skills that I had to learn just by doing, right? Starting by plastic bags at 12 years old with absolutely no community in place, no network, no platform, no knowledge whatsoever on how to create this change we just started and i Mm -hmm. when i got that question from students i kept thinking how can i help them how can i give them a good enough answer because in the 10 minutes that i had to answer questions it never felt like it was good enough so that's really where the the vision of utopia started to play out to bring other change makers from all around the world in one place so that we can start sharing our knowledge so really at the core peer-to-peer learning and empowering as many students and young people to be change makers. Mm-hmm. That's super exciting. And I've had a look at the platform and I think it's a really great, uh, yeah, a really great platform and a good place to start for, as you were saying, those people who feel inspired by uh, what you're doing and a lot of other young change makers as well, but don't really know where to start. And then something else that I wanted to ask on the back of that is what is in your view, the role of youth in creating positive change? I think that young people have a really incredible ability to be resilient but also to see the bigger picture. You know, when we were 10 and 12 years old, I remember that people were so impressed with our story because they said, it's coming from a place of pure intention and there's no ego, there's no money-driven intention, there's no politics or political agenda. It's young people and the vision of a better world that we know is possible. So being guided by that strength is so important and the role I think that a lot of young people have to kind of enter rooms that maybe are too comfortable and shake things up with asking 
big, difficult questions. I think that's really the role of young people to accelerate um, the change we need to see. Mm -hmm. I think that's such a beautiful way of putting it. And I remember reading somewhere uh, a while ago about how the best people in the world are seven-year-old girls because they are so kind and empathetic and they see something, you know, they see a poster for a missing cat and they want to help find the cat, as you're saying, not for any other reason than to just feel that, that empathy and they want to help. Yeah. And I feel like that's a little bit what you're, what you're saying, right? Is that mm -hmm. this kind of, yeah, this willingness to do good and, and help change happen uh, without being driven by by a lot of other things that um, kind of come on later in life. Yeah, for sure. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. And so then going back to what you were saying just before, um, which I know is why you started Utopia, So that's probably a good place to start. But then do you have any specific advice for listeners who feel inspired by everything you do and want to join the movement, but might feel a bit overwhelmed or lost? So yeah, again, I think that's probably the, the main thing would be visit Utopia and start there. But then do you have any kind of other um, insider tips on where to start? How do you pick a cause? Um, and also, like, how do you get people to notice what you're doing and join your efforts? Mm. So I think let's break it down. I think the first step is to focus on the type of change you want to create, because let's be honest, there is so much going on in the world. It can feel really overwhelming at times. But I think the reason why I say the first thing to do is get focused is because you have a skill that we need. You have a strength. You have a passion that we need. And I think the ability to focus in on a challenge, a problem, an issue that is locally happening or globally happening will allow you to channel your specific unique skills into the right way, right? Um, so get focused on the type of change you want to create. I think also the second tip would be really important to understand what is already happening, what's not working, and what can you add? So those are some of the foundational questions that I think any change maker who wants to get started but is still questioning where and how, that's some of the foundational questions to ask. And the third um, tip that I will share is also towards your last question um, there of like, how do you get you know noticed? How do you get heard? The third tip that I'll share is be creative. Hold on to that fun that our generation has. Yes, we are serious about change, but we have to think outside the box because we will not solve this climate crisis with the same thinking that created it. So think outside the box, hold on to creativity and just have fun. When you are inviting, when you have a message of seriousness mixed in with an invitation that is warm and welcoming to everybody, you will start to see that people gravitate to it and people will suddenly say, how can I be part of it? And this is where we go back to what we were talking about earlier of leading with authenticity, leading from a place of pure intention. This is where we need, this is the energy I think that the world needs more of, right? We, we There's so much to be afraid of. There's so much to be overwhelmed. And when we leave from a place of love, so much more can happen and the excitement will create the change and the world we can be proud of mm -hmm. okay amazing thank you for sharing that I think that's super helpful because it's a good a really good mix of very practical tips but also kind of an inspiring pep talk so <laughs> I think it will be helpful for a lot of people yes <laughs> That's what we want. Thank you. Thank you so much. And so then I also wanted to go back a little bit to the ocean. As you know, it's um, Ocean Month when this episode will be released. What is your relationship with the ocean like and has it changed in any way over the past few years? 
I live very close to the ocean um, in a beautiful, very local small village here on the island of Bali, where growing up, I remember closing my eyes at the end of a day and going to sleep with the sounds of the waves or waking up and thinking, oh, do I have time before school to rush and see the ocean? Um, this was, you know, still today, even at 22 years old, a good day for me is a day that ends looking at the ocean. Um, I really enjoy the way that the ocean grounds me. It's my biggest touchstone. And as a change maker with the privilege of traveling all around the world, my anchor is the ocean. It's where I am able to channel a lot of the energy and a lot of the words, a lot of the storytelling from the waves that I've seen, the waves that I've been in my entire life growing up on an island like Bali. Mm -hmm. Okay, wow, that's beautiful. I love that. Um, it's funny because as you were saying it, I realized for me, I because I didn't grow up near the ocean, I've always wanted to. <laughs> um, oh, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a marine biologist and I've always been like super drawn to and inspired by the ocean. But then I grew up in Switzerland, so much more of a kind of forest landscape. But yeah. now what you were saying about how um, you know, with, even with all the traveling and everything, the ocean is kind of your anchor. Yeah. Actually, I have a similar relationship with trees. And for me, it's whenever I see a tree or whenever I'm in a forest, I'm I'm, I'm kind of reminded of this place of finding peace and, and, and joy when I was a child. So, um, yeah, I think that's a beautiful reminder of, you know, whatever kind of nature environment you grew up in, you have something that you can go back to and that kind of uh, reminds you of why you're doing that work as well, right? Which I think is so important. So important. And it's also... Again, I think the ocean for all of us, even if we live in places like Switzerland versus Bali, the ocean ties us all together. It is every other mm -hmm. breath we take comes from the ocean. And that's also one of the grounding ways that whenever I go to cities where kids have never seen the ocean or very few um, have very few interactions with, with the ocean, trying to connect people with how important the ocean is no matter where we are in the world is so important because only through again the connection and the love for nature we're able to fully stand up and protect it mm -hmm. yeah I think that's such an important point thank you for bringing that up because I, I remember being so surprised when I when I learned about that because I thought that the the air we breathe comes from trees but actually no half of it over half of it I think comes from the 100%. ocean which I, I think not a lot of people know yeah but then I was saying that's um, what connects us all together as well so yeah thank you for the reminder and then what's the achievement or moment you're most proud of for me I'm most proud of hmm it changes a lot every day. Um, I think for me, something that I'm really, really proud of is the fact that Bye Bye Plastic Bags is 10 years old. This year is our 10-year mm -hmm. mark. And the reason why I bring this up is because right now what I'm feeling, just talking to you as well, is, is I think for the listeners, something that's really important to keep in mind is that it's today, it's so easy to get started. And it's mm -hmm. more difficult to stay committed and this long-term change is really what we are requiring and asking from everybody to commit and keep consistent with the commitments to protect and stand up for our oceans, for our nature, for our world. And I think that this is today probably the thing that I can share of what I'm most proud of, of having the track record, um, the commitment, not only of myself, but what we've been able to build here on the island, thanks to the help of so many individuals, organizations, partners. And that's really the community element that I'm really proud of, seeing the power of people coming together and what two little girls were able to start just because they did not like to see plastic on their beaches. 
Mm -hmm. Okay, that's amazing. First of all, congratulations again on 10 years. That's really amazing. Um, and then, yeah, I think it, it, I, that goes back to what you were saying before, right? Is this idea that when you find something that you're genuinely passionate and excited about mm -hmm. and, you, and you have that kind of authenticity, that's when you're going to be able to also do it on the in the long run because you, you really, it comes from within, right? Yeah, yeah. And so finally, on a more personal note, how do you manage to stay positive and where do you find hope? Oh, I'd love to hear your answer to this one as well. But for me, generally, I stay hopeful and I stay positive by looking at the ocean. I think it's really where I, <laughs> yeah, I, I recognize, especially because I'm in and out of the island quite a bit nowadays. And I've just been home, especially now for the last month and a half. And every single day, if I don't go to the beach, I notice that I get off balance, that I, I really forget a lot of the purpose and the anchor. So remembering my why is how I stay positive. And my why is really just looking at the beauty of the natural world and falling in love with the ocean over and over again. Mm -hmm. Wow, I love that. It's a super poetic way of putting it. <laughs> and for me, well, yeah, I think definitely being in nature and kind of being reminded of why we're doing it really helps. But then I think also something I read a while ago that really stayed with me was um, how, you know, when there's a fire or like something really horrible happening and you see a lot of people running away from it, someone, I, I don't remember which context it was in, but someone um, was saying, look at the people who are running towards it look at the helpers and how they're running to help and I think that's really um you know a kind of a general way of just looking at the people who are yeah trying to help and, and I think that fills me with hope every time I I think about it or look at you know yeah. all the amazing work people like you are doing and just that kind of sense of that everyone um that so many people around the globe are coming together and really trying to do their bit I think that's um really inspiring yeah that's definitely I love that story thank you for sharing it um it's really <laughs> brings back together that reminder of community and also that there are people who will jump into the fire and there are people who will not wait for systems to change but instead lead by example and urge systems to change mm. right so I think that's really inspiring and it's something so important to remember that we are not alone mm -hmm. yeah exactly going back to that sense of community which it's a it's a question I ask every guest I interview for the podcast and that's something that often comes up is this idea of um, yeah that sense of community connecting with the people around you the people who are who also care and who are doing that um that work and putting the effort but then also finding that balance and making making sure that you take care of yourself as well and are gentle with yourself and that's often also achieved by um connecting with your community again yeah or having really cool conversations like this one <laughs> <laughs> yeah such a good way to I know it's middle of the day for you but it's such a good way to start my day I'm gonna be super inspired and productive today <laughs> I'm happy to hear it <laughs> So thank you so much, Melati. Uh, that was a really lovely conversation. I really enjoyed it. And I'm sure the listeners will as well. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, listeners. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. If you did, don't forget to share it around you so we can get even more people to join the movement. Please also check out the show notes for all the links. I would highly recommend a visit to the Youthopia website as it is such an important platform that will fill you with all the hope and determination you need to start making change happen around you, whether you'd like to start a small community initiative or a global movement like Melati did. A big thank you as well to Discover Earth for partnering with Why We Care and helping raise awareness of the importance of ocean conservation. You can also find me on Instagram at Why We Care Podcast if you'd like to share your thoughts. It's always super nice to hear from you. Thank you for caring and see you next week. Lots of love. <laughs>